This is the Busy Blokes Podcast with Jake Batrick and Christian Huggins. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Busy Blokes Podcast. My name is Jake Batrick and I'm a big, busy guy. With me is my co-host, health coach extraordinaire Christian Huggins. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate, but I am busier than a swarm of ants at a family picnic. How about you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair to say I'm under the pump too, mate. Uh, it's been a big week. been a big week. And as you know, listeners, we are here to deliver you the health hacks for busy people to have you feeling healthier, happier, and stronger than ever. So how has the last week been for you, Bats? There is good news. And then there's some indifferent news. Indifferent. <laughs> Don't know how to feel about that one. <laughs> we'll come to that yeah. uh, shortly. So we had the action steps from last week. Yeah. Um, was drinking two and a half to four litres of water. Mm-hmm. Tick. Um, I actually found um, we touched on overhydrating. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find I was doing that a little bit, especially at work, because when you're bored, yeah. <laughs> you just sip, tend sip. to sit there, sip, 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 sip. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, fruit tick, got those lovely, beautiful pink lady apples oh, lovely. in there yep. once a day. Um, now for those playing along listening, uh, and, and are doing these action steps them, themselves, a hot tip, do the pantry clean out, um, when you haven't been to the shops. <laughs> <It's a lot> <laughs> of- <laughs> yeah. It makes it, makes it much easier. It's a lot it? easier. Yep. Um, found some pretty nasty oils in there. Um, and got rid of that ice cream, but I was genuinely shocked to find that there were no, there was no chalky and no shapes. So I've obviously gobbled them up (laughs) (laughs) before last week. So you knew what was coming. One last hurrah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the cool one for me was the walking. So we, we wanted to, uh, include an extra 10 minutes, 10 minutes of walking a day. Um, each time I did this, I found I actually did more than that without even trying. So Most of the time I was walking, uh, it was catch the bus home from work and yep. I have to walk back to my house, right? So I'd go, right, I'm going to go the long way. Every time I did that, it ended up being, I think the shortest was a 13-minute walk. So it was nice. always more than that. So I was averaging, I'd fair to say I was averaging about 15 minutes of considered extra walking a day. So that was cool. Like so you just tagged on like a, you know, an extra lap around the block or the long way around yeah. to get to yours. Um, and there's a dog park I found <laughs> super close to my house, which I had no idea about. So Bit of exploration as well. I like correct. It. Yeah. Uh, everyone was a winner now. Uh, so after all that, I, I, I am feeling a little energized. I've noticed that I'm not as tired earlier in the day. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's only a couple of hours or so, like, you know, a lot of the time you're starting to feel like pretty tight around lunchtime. Yep. Um, but I was, I've actually found that like I'm feeling, feeling better longer into the day and I didn't expect to feel that straight away. So quick. So, so that was on. cool. Yep. That's a good um, win. So I'm looking forward to that <laughs> continuing. <laughs> okay. So goss, now moving on to the indifferent, <laughs> indifferent news. Last week we spoke about, it's not a matter of if, but when we fall off the wagon, take a listen. I think the biggest piece of wisdom that I want to impart on you is that it's okay to stuff up because you are going to stuff up. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat, you will stuff up. Uh, four days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's not bad though. This is scary, yeah. right? right? So tell me about it. What happened was uh, we are all flat stick, right? Mm-hmm. Get to the end of a busy, busy long week and naked. no one feels like cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had pizza 
no portion control happening. <laughs> just enjoyed a big old pizza at home on the couch after a big week. Saturday rolls around, pub meal for dinner, a couple of beers. Right. Got got to Sunday and that's when it all clicked. I was like, I didn't even think twice about doing those things. So it wasn't even, it didn't even cross your mind as you were engaging in those habits. No. Like I shouldn't be doing this because I've got this new, whatever it might be. Habit is the perfect word. Oh. Fun food Fridays yep. after a busy long week, it's just complete junk. Um, takeaway and then Saturday just at the pub catching up with friends for for a meal couple and a couple of pints. So, yeah, and that was the scary thing. It was all a habit yeah. and that has been my habits for as long as I can remember, you know, the and last think several about years. It, literally, you've, you've developed these habits over years and years and years, like you just said, and it's not going to take a couple of days, a couple of weeks, even a couple of months to unravel all of that, you know, being on autopilot, which you were, you were just on autopilot. Um, so, you know, give yourself a, a cuddle, a big internal mindset cuddle, really wholesome um, because so many people, had they been in your state just um, on the weekend, they might've been like, oh, you know, it's too hard or, you know, I've already stuffed up. I can't, I can't even make it four days without going, you know, all the way through whatever it might be. So, you know, give yourself that cuddle and now it's just bang on. Now, what everyone's waiting for, the the magic number, exactly the same as last week. <laughs> which <laughs> Haven't budged. Which I think yeah. I think is a positive because yeah, we did fall off the wagon quite hard on the weekend. <laughs> Both the weekend. And um and the fact that I I was exactly the same. So yeah. 100 kilos. So we haven't gone into the positive but we yeah. haven't gone the other way. So I actually think that's a bit of good karma because on the final night before weigh in I tried Brussels sprouts for the first time in my entire life. Oh, contentious. <laughs> How did you like them? <laughs> um, they taste pretty good with a nicely seasoned piece of fish. Yes, nice. Wow. So, um, That's exceptional, mate. Yeah. Bloody roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I don't even know, but I like it. Yeah. Um, I like this new version of bats. So I thought that was cool. To, yep. Well, not cool, but like, you know, it's, it's intrigued me to know that I fell off the wagon heavily and I knew this was going to happen. I just hoped it mm. wasn't week one. Yeah. Um, but to see that like the weight didn't go the other way, mm -hmm. which was good. So it's just made me more eager to actually, you know, th you just got to think about your choices. Yeah. You're more conscious of it now, more aware of it now going into the future, which is actually one of the first steps to actually making change. You need to have that awareness. You need to be conscious of your blind spots. And now you've figured out that you've got this <laughs> autopilot pizza hungry blind spot that happens on Friday, Saturday nights. Unreal. Um, so that was the action steps for last week. Now they continue, right, for the rest of the series. So for the next 12 weeks, we want to... Drink, hit those hydration goals, get that extra piece of fruit in, try that extra 10 minutes of walking a day and making sure those trigger foods don't enter the pantry again. Goss, I'm pretty keen to figure out what we're deep diving into this week. I've got no idea, but let's get stuck in. Alrighty, Bats, after easing you into uh, some movement in the first week, it's time to take it up a notch. So... As you and the listeners probably know, to live a healthy lifestyle, you've got to include some kind of physical activity, don't you? Yep. Um, so physical activity can be broken down into four categories, essentially. You've got balance, which is essentially anything that gets you wobbly and trying to control that wobble. Um, you've got mobility, which is like functional flexibility, so having strength in your ranges of motion. You've got cardio, which is aerobic and anaerobic. Think long-distance runs versus sprints. Yep. And then you've got strength at the end. Now, strength is the foundational pursuit of all of those. 
if you get stronger, it generally generally means you're going to get um, better mobility. If mm-hmm. you get stronger, it generally means you're going to get better cardiovascular output because you've got more muscle to kind of push you along. But it's not always the same the other way around. If you get better mobility, it doesn't mean you're going to have better cardio. If you get yeah. better cardio, it doesn't mean you have better balance and so on. But strength should always be that foundational pursuit because they've all got their awesome benefits individually. But when you think about it, which of them gives you the most benefits for daily life? It's not often in my day-to-day life that I'm running four kilometers or taking multiple, yeah. <laughs> multiple flights of stairs. But pretty much every day I am lifting things. I'm carrying heavy grocery bags. I'm loading bundles of washing into the dryer. I'm reaching up overhead to put things away. I'm standing up, I'm sitting down. Yep, and yep. all of these are expressions of strength or being strong. So when you think about strength training, we can also call it resistance training because resistance is just pushing yourself against any kind of resistance, yep. exerting force or exerting strength. So what constitutes resistance training? Body weight is like the best one because you always have your body yep. weight with you, don't you? And I've got plenty of that. <laughs> You've got plenty of that to go around. <laughs> always got your body weight to kind of push against. So doing body weight kind of exercises, but you've also got resistance bands, you've got free weights like kettlebells and barbells and dumbbells, and you've also got strength machines and things like that as well. So is it fair to say the the way you want to go about moving more is working on your strength first, because does that allow you to do the other aspects easier? Or Definitely. Yep. Strength training literally, if done correctly, it bulletproofs you for everyday life or makes you more prepared for the demands of everyday life to lift things overhead, to pick up your child from the floor, to pick up a heavy suitcase, to walk 10 kilometers or whatever it might be. So it actually makes you better at all those things. Essentially, it's the keys to the car. Exactly right. So with uh, strength training or resistance training, you get increased joint protection, weight management and increased muscle to fat ratio. As you gain muscle, your body burns more calories when at rest. It can help prevent cognitive decline in older people. You get greater stamina. It helps with heart disease, arthritis. It improves your posture. You boost your self-confidence as well. You improve your sleep and avoidance of insomnia and stuff like that as well. Increase your self-esteem and enhance performance of everyday tasks. So it literally just goes on and on and on and on. I could list, you know, for the next 10 minutes. Did you say boosting your metabolism while resting? Did I hear that right? You pretty much yeah. <laughs> and that honestly, is super appealing. This is this is my my favorite benefit of strength training, right? So you can think about your metabolism as like your calorie burning machinery that's going inside you and it's always kind of humming along or roaring along. And if you think about in modern society, food is everywhere, like energy is everywhere, we're just constantly eating, mm. and life has been set up for us to be as sedentary as possible. There's chairs, couches everywhere. We're plonking ourselves down. Some people are lucky enough to rack up like a thousand steps a day because they go from their bed to the kitchen bench to in their car, to the office desk, to the car, to the dinner table, to the couch. Like they're just sitting down or lying down all day. So in today's modern society where food is everywhere and we're not moving much, it pays to have a really fast metabolism. So we're burning calories just while we're lying down on the couch or just while we're resting. Love the sound of that because I love laying down on the couch. Horizontal is my preferred <laughs> preferred With state. a couple pieces of pizza pie. Correct. Hanging off, hanging off the tongue. <laughs> but this is exactly right. If you teach your body through resistance training to work for you, right, rather than manually burning your calories by slogging away on the treadmill, because mm. this is what I wanted to hit on the head early on, Bats, is head-to-head 60 minutes of running on a treadmill is going to burn more calories than 60 minutes of resistance training or strength training. Right. But – after you stop, step off that treadmill, the calorie burn essentially stops. But after you stop that workout, the calorie burn is still going because you're boosting your strength, you're boosting your metabolism, you're building muscle onto your body. Muscle is a very metabolically active tissue. If you've got muscle on you, it means your calories are just burning while you're chilling out on the couch, essentially. Excellent. Well, I mean, this podcast is, is you know, we're, we're trying to bring people along for the journey, but it's a long haul and it's a, it's a slow burn. So, gee, that really sings out to me. Yeah, love it's that. awesome. And so I just want to kind of like 
talk about all that. And especially with your goal, when it comes to like, I guess like weight loss or fat loss, mm. so many people or many people, they don't just want to lose weight because then they just become smaller, skinnier, flabbier versions of themselves. Like <laughs> when people have this image of like weight loss or fat loss, it's like a more kind of shapely physique. They want to like build their shoulders out a little bit. Like, so it just means like a little bit more muscle and a little less body fat, which is kind of what you want. Yeah. And the best way to get there is to strength train or use your body weight or lift up some dumbbells, whatever it might be. And the best thing, Bats, you only need two to three sessions a week. Two to three? Yeah. Not every day. Not every day. No. Not even every second day. <laughs> Not if you don't want to. No. <laughs> two, or three, two or three sessions a two week is three. all I want you to do. And why is that? Because when you think about exercise, Bats, it's sending a stimulus to your body for your body to adapt and get stronger. Right. If we're constantly pounding our body every single day and doing really lackluster exercises, our body goes into this realm of overtraining and not actually making any progress. So if we exercise with what I call full body, and I'll get into that a little bit more, full body a couple of times a week, we give our body um, to get that signal. It gets it adapts, it gets stronger, it builds a bit of muscle, and then we hit it again. Adapts, gets stronger, then we hit it again. Gotcha. So... So I'm feeling between the ears that <laughs> I want to ease myself into this. My body wants to do the same. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Okay. Work with your body, not work against it. I'm glad you said um, we're, we're going to do some strength training first because for me, I mean, the benefits sound exactly like they're catered to me as a big lazy guy. Yep. Um, but it's also two birds with one stone because for years I've used two pretty heinous leg injuries as excuses for not exercising Yeah, because every time I go for a jog, it hurts. Every mm. time I go to the gym, I get the same really sore spot in my ankle, right? Yep. So, you know, I've just used, I didn't rehab my injury. So I had a full knee reconstruction in my right leg. And then less than 12 months later, I lacerated the back of my leg and went through the Achilles Oof. tendon, through an artery. It was like a Messy. crime scene. It was mm. pretty, pretty horrendous. And that was out of the stage of my life where I was just beginning my professional career. So yep. like I focused on doing that rather than rehabbing two rank uh, leg injuries. So, so this is cool because that was another goal of mine, you know, and a, an inspiration to do this mm -hmm. was to, to get my legs right. So yep. because you never, me, you're never too far gone. Exactly right. So for me, that was like almost the beginning block to getting back into a bit of shape was get my legs right first mm. and then and then we can go from there. So, Well, I'm glad you said that because it's important to kind of work within the realms of what you've got going on, yep. right? So for the listeners listening, um, I have written a fair few workouts yep. um, for you guys to choose for, uh, from for the rest of the program. So with bats, I'm going to kind of modify some exercises for him working with the realms of his knee and his ankle. And you just do the same. You look at these um, exercises, you figure out what you can do and what you can't do, watch the exercise demonstrations on YouTube, or whatever it might be to kind of get yourself in the zone. But it's really important to follow a well-structured routine, which is what I've said a couple of times now. But what these routines are centered around are what are called fundamental human movements. Mm. So fundamental human movements are pretty much the movements that we do on a daily basis. It's yep. squatting, which is standing up and down and from the toilet. it's not bending your elbow with a pint. <laughs> They're bicep curls. Yeah, <laughs> bicep no, curls no. at the pub. No, no, it's not those. <laughs> think about think about caveman days, right? So what yeah. have cavemen been doing for thousands of years? We don't evolve like this out of nowhere and change all of that. So we've been squatting, lunging, hinging. We've been pressing things, placing things overhead for thousands and thousands of years. And when your workout routines mimic these kind of movements in everyday life, you literally bulletproof yourself or get yourself more prepared for the demands of everyday life. So rather than bicep curling your way to, you know, 90 kegs, which is your good, better, best goal, <laughs> yeah. let's implement some of these moves like squats and lunges and push-ups and these big compound movements that use multiple muscle groups, multiple joints, 
burn more calories while you're doing that, build that muscle and build that overall strength that we want in your physique. And the perfect thing as well is we haven't mentioned gym memberships yet. No, no. Because we don't need this them. Is, this is the, well, this is the beauty, right? Seeing as how deconditioned you are, Bats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Body weight is going to be <laughs> enough, I think, for you anyway. Absolutely. And for most of the listeners, you know, you think about you don't need this flashy gym membership where you're paying 20, 30, 40 bucks a week um, going, you know, with all these personal trainers and things like that, getting all the gear. Body weight, you always have access to it. And then you can also do minimal equipment. So just a couple sets of dumbbells or some resistance bands, or you can even fill a bag with heavy books. You can hold a really heavy object inside your house. So there's many ways you can kind of increase the resistance just in your backyard or just in your living room, just from the comfort of your own garage, right? So what you're going to be doing, Bats, is you're not signing up for anything, right? You're not signing up for a gym membership. You're literally just using your own body weight um, from the comfort of your own house. I like the sound of that. Should we get down to business? Should we should we dive into <laughs> exactly what I'll be doing with my body and exactly. how it's going to be moving? Let's get stuck in. Okay, Bats, to get down to business, I'm going to talk to you and the listeners about the seven fundamental human movements, just to give you a bit more insight into exactly how they apply to your everyday life and just why they're so important. So first movement is we've got pulling movements. Um, and just think about it, pulling yourself out of the car, pulling the door open towards you, pulling anything towards you, really. My car has the most enormous doors on it. It's like a three-door little coupe thing. Every time you get out, you're pulling a hundred kegs just yeah, to get out. Just to get up off the, I've got to like it, support myself and do like an up squat, whatever that is, <laughs> to get out. So so these movements in the in the when you're working out are things like chin-ups or pull-ups or any kind of rowing movement with a barbell or a dumbbell as well. Um, and as you said there with a pushing movement get out that's the next fundamental human movement which is pushing so pushing shopping trolleys or prams or wheelbarrows or placing things overhead or pushing the door open when you're working out it's like push-ups or pushing a sled or bench presses or overhead presses or doing zoomies down aisle nine at the supermarket <laughs> with a full trolley <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. steps couple zooms <laughs> love it love it um the next is squatting movements and this is probably the most fundamental human movement because think about how often you sit up and stand up during the day toilet chairs car even lifting things from the floor as well um, and when you're working out, it could just be something as simple as chair squats at your home, like sitting up and down from the couch. It can be body weight squats. Um, we call them goblet squats or barbell squats. So each time I've ex uh, given examples from workouts, exactly how they apply to everyday life, it's kind of gone in beginner to more advanced. So for these squats, for example, chair squats or couch squats you can do from the house, and most people can do those, um, using your body weight, then advancing to holding a set of dumbbells or holding a barbell. Number four, we've got lunging movements. So every time you walk, you do a mini lunge. Every time you take the stairs or tie your shoes, you're doing a mini lunge. Um, and exercise examples are things like body weight stationary lunges, walking lunges, we can call them split squats. And then the more advanced one is doing like reverse or lateral lunges. We're conditioning the body for like everyday life because, and this is great for my dodgy legs because there's this big old curb <laughs> in, in, when I'm like going back to my car yeah. after work and my weak little legs struggle to get up this big old curb. Yeah. So we're like, we're working out to help our body get through literally everyday things like crossing the road. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right, Bats. Um, number five is what hinging movements. Every time you bend over, you're doing a hinge, right? So you're picking up objects on the floor, like shopping bags, suitcases, even picking your children up. It's great for your posterior chains, everything from the back of your head down to the bottom of your heels. Um, and that's just like hinging at the hips, like doing these things called good mornings. Um, you've got deadlifts, Romanian deadlifts, and things like kettlebell swings as well. Uh, number six, um, which is the second last one, we've just got rotating or twisting movements. 
Um, great for rotational strength and balance. So think of it every time you're turning around or you're sweeping, you're doing these mini kind of um, rotations, like most sports and stuff like that. And when you think about weird injuries that people get, you know, they they twist their back out by grabbing the shampoo in the shower. They twist down yeah. and grab that or like they're reaching behind them in the car and tweak their back. So it's really important to kind of employ these moves in everyday um when we're working out as well, like standing resistance band rotations, or what we call wood chops or kettlebell rotations. And the very last one is probably the most fundamental to daily life, and that's gait or walking. It's literally the foundational exercise for everyone. So just bracing your core and posture, focusing on a healthy gait. You can just walk everywhere. If you go to the gym or you have a treadmill, you can do incline walking, decline walking. You can walk on sand to make it a bit more resistance or do what we call loaded carries. So just holding heavy things in your hand, e.g. just simulating you holding grocery bags. Or if I'm watering the garden with a watering can, fill it up. <laughs> yeah, fill, <laughs> just fill walk it up around to, with right it. Right to the rim. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so these movements really should form the foundation of your training and a solid, well-thought-out workout program should have you moving in every direction, forward, backwards, backwards, sideways, even rotationally, using the functional movement patterns in order to accomplish that. And good programs for the vast majority of people we're focusing on including like a few exercises in each of those movement patterns, what we know as full body. And most people will get phenomenal results just doing two to three sessions per week, a couple sets of each, eight to 12 reps and resting 60 to 90 seconds between sets. All right. So that all sounds like pretty straightforward and also very, very clever. But like not everyone is me. Not mm-hmm. everyone's 100 kilos, hasn't worked out properly for four years. Should everyone be doing these workouts or can you cater your workout to help you in everyday life depending on where you are with your body? I'm so glad you asked that. So so the workouts that I've created for the listeners and yourself, Bats, are very kind of beginner intermediate, right? So you've got like a body weight one, a body weight in bands, and there's a dumbbell one in there as well. But like you said, not everyone is so deconditioned and so new to this. So If you find that you've kind of been going to the gym or you've been working out or you've been exercising and you've kind of been spitting your wheels or hitting a plateau, then maybe it's time to move into a new kind of phase of training. And you definitely still use these fundamental human movements to achieve that, but you just change things like the set scheme or the rep scheme or the tempo of the exercises and all that sort of stuff. So if this sounds like you, listeners, email me at busyblokespodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at busyblokespodcast because this is what I do all day, every day. I will help you figure out what your next steps are so you can keep seeing progress that you want. Did you find that with your own journey that you sort of hit a plateau and you just needed to change things up a little bit Definitely in terms right. of like your, your workouts? Yeah. So studies will show that when you're doing these kind of body weight or strength exercises, these resistance training most of the results will stop or your body will stop adapting after about a four to six week period. So you should be kind of modifying your workouts every six weeks or so and sending a new stimulus to your body. So your body's constantly kind of guessing it's that novel stimulus that your body wants to to adapt to. So it wasn't until years down the track that I realized that. So there was a many spinning my wheels moments early on. And had I known that early on, I would have been much more successful in my journey. Right. So I've got my training wheels still firmly (laughs) attached. Yeah, L-plates up. Complete novice, L-plates in the window. But how good is YouTube? Like, It's an absolute goldmine. You can find anything out on that thing. Literally, you can learn if you want to fix a a washer in your sink or how to mow the lawn. And you can figure out if the earth is flat or not. (laughs) If the earth is flat, (laughs) correct. Because you sent me this workout and I had absolutely no idea what you were talking about do you still yeah (laughs) even me seven or eight years down the track there's some exercises that i'll come across in my programs that i need to figure out you know correct exercise demonstration and stuff like that so i'm glad you kind of pointed that out because when you go into the the when you go to exercise you really want to focus on safety because 
if you get injured early on, you've got to spend three to four weeks couch ridden. That's no good news because it's hard to kind of pick up from there. So right from the get-go, bats and listeners, I want you to focus on safety. So when you go to your exercise or do the workouts, think in your head, how would I perform this movement if I was 70 years old? And the yeah. answer is most likely going to lie with you doing it with like utmost kind of perfect form. So rather than going in there and thinking, I need to burn calories, I need to get fitter, I need to do this, 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 and this, go in there thinking, I just want to perfect this movement. I'm just right. going to practice and perfect this movement because if you focus on really good form and you feel the muscle and you have really good posture and you squeeze the barbell or squeeze the dumbbell or squeeze whatever exercise equipment you're doing yep. or working with, you are going to get all of those other results as a, just a happy little byproduct. And just like you said, you can get YouTube to help you. So it's actually so. super important to do it properly. It's super important. You don't just want to go in there and just go through the motions and quickly get through it as quick as you can and not have any rest periods and be super tired. That's funny because like one of my favorite sayings is you've just got to be so so careful. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, you can apply careful. that to anything, yeah. everyday life. Um, so we're going to apply it to to, to my workouts. Yeah. I have to be very, very you just, careful. You just got to be so careful. And another one that I like, another quote that I like is "less is more," um, yes. which leads me to my next analogy. I guess is you know, if you wanted to like exercise is a stressor. It's a stimulus on the body to get stronger and adapt. And you know, if you wanted to get a suntan, bats, which is another adaptation to the sun, like the sun hits your skin, which is a stressor. Your body produces melanin, gets that suntan, so you're not getting as burnt. So if you want a suntan or you want to adapt that way, is it better for you to go out on a Sunday afternoon, lie in the sun for five hours and get burnt to a crisp? Oh, God, no. Probably not. Terrible Monday, you're going to be red raw. You're going to be like a lobster. Tuesday, you're going to start bubbling and peeling. You're applying aloe vera. You're peeling Wednesday. The rest of the week is an absolute crap show. Yeah. Is it better then or instead to go out on Sunday for 10 minutes, then Monday for 15 minutes, then Tuesday for 10 minutes, then Wednesday for like just those short, sharp, you know, little stimulations because we want to stimulate, not annihilate. So when it comes to working out and exercising, I don't want you to do the exercises until your body is shaking and you can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're can't falling over, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like if you, if you, if you can't sit down on the toilet the next day, cause your bum's so sore, <laughs> you've gone way too, way too hard. Or if you can barely walk up the stairs, like you've gone way into the realms of overtraining. So we just want to send, you know, the short stimulus. We want to have the minimal effort for the maximal results, which means I like to say leaving one or two reps left in the tank. So thinking in your head, if I do one more repetition of whatever movement it might be, squats, and I think my form is going to start breaking down, you stop there yeah, because you've sent enough of a signal to your body to start adapting in the right way rather than actually beating yourself into the ground and leaving like you've been beaten half to death. I've heard you mention recovery to me once upon a time. I'm curious, what does that look like? Am I going down to the beach, my budgie smuggler speedos, <laughs> like sitting in the water with my arms Nap crossed yeah. like, like a footy player? Like what does recovery uh, look like? Lying down on the couch for the next day. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm no, I kidding I don't you know. suck in like <laughs> that, Christian. Um, it re- like recovery really is one of the most overlooked aspects of training because recovery is the time when your body, you know, wants to grow, it wants to adapt, it wants to change. And not recovery, recovering sufficiently from exercise can lead to that overtraining. So the most important tools for recovery are sleep. That's a huge one which we'll be covering in a few weeks' time. Proper nutrition, staying hydrated, and a good priming routine pre- and post-workout, which is like a warm-up and a cool-down. And then on your days off from the gym, so when you or off from working out, sorry, active recovery, stretching, mobility, walking, slow movements, you know, getting a little resistance band and just doing some light pumping movements for a few minutes to stimulate blood flow and stuff like that. So what I gathered from that is speedos are optional. Optional. Yeah, in any of those activities, walking uh, around the neighborhood, preferable, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, 
We got mail. How's it going? <laughs> How good is that? Like, we kind of just set that up, like, just in case, <laughs> see what would happen, People and then maybe, like, it. take it out, but, like, it's worked, so yeah. how good. So, thanks to everyone and all those legends who have reached out. It's uh, really, really awesome and humbling. Um, it's exactly why we wanted to start this podcast as well, get everybody involved, all types of different individuals. Um, so, the first couple of questions, Christian, come from the email uh, at busyblokespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the first one is from Sophia, and she asks, doesn't strength training just make you bulky? And this is what's stopping me. It's incredibly, it's actually quite hard. It's a difficult endeavor to build a, a lot of muscle when through this type of training. Um, you know, you have to eat a lot of calories, a lot of food to fuel that growth. You have to work incredibly hard, be incredibly consistent and it's years and years and years. And there's, is a lot of like a big genetic component to it as well. Like some people just build muscle easier than others, but the type of strength training that I, you know, encourage people to do just two to three days of full body workouts will just make you have a nice shapely physique, a little bit of muscle, a little less body fat. You can call it toning. I hate that word, but it's just toning you up and making you, um, your physique look a little bit more athletic, essentially. But is is toning better or more helpful than bulky? Like you could, yeah, you could say that. Whatever term works yeah. best for you. <laughs> How do I convince this person? I'm going to use a different word. <laughs> exactly right. Um, but it's, it's essentially, that it's very difficult to build a crap ton of muscle. Um, but just doing this type of training, full body, two or three times a week, is going to make you have a really nice physique. Excellent. Uh, next, Chloe on the email as well asks. How do I stay consistent? Any tips to keep doing these exercises properly? Yeah, so that consistency is the most important thing um, with regards to anything, any habit or any health endeavor. Um, yeah. So when it comes to workouts, accountability is a really important ingredient that a lot of people are missing. Um, so get a friend, get your partner, get a coworker someone who you have organized a day or a time to meet up with and do the workouts together or follow yeah. the workout program together. Or start a podcast. Or, start, like <laughs> <I do>. <laughs> <laughs> um, or like, you know, financial investment is huge as well. So yes. actually investing in like a PT, um, you know, if you paid this person for X amount of sessions, you're not going to be wasting your money or hire a, a health coach, <laughs> for <Yeah>. example. <laughs> um, also putting on like one of your, or making a really good playlist of music. Studies are showing that the type of music you play contributes to the performance as well as the enjoyment of the workout. Um, so all of those things, you know, I think something really important as well is having a really strong why behind doing what you're doing. Like why are you exercising? Is it to get this awesome body or is it to be a great role model for your kids or your partner? Is it to make you, you know, indestructible? Is it to make you better at your job, your day job? Like, you know, what is that why behind what you're doing? Excellent. Um, a couple more. They, they've come from our Instagram pipe. Uh, at Busy Blokes Podcast on Instagram. Now, make sure you give us a follow and engage and like with our content. Leave us comments, send us messages. Um, we, we'd love to have them uh, just like Rory has done. He sent us a message on Instagram at Busy Blokes Podcast. He wants to know, do I need, just on this, do I need a personal trainer? Oh, yeah, topical. <laughs> um, no, you don't need a personal trainer. Um, just like we said earlier in the podcast, YouTube is an absolute gold mine of exercise video demonstrations and stuff like that. So you can pretty much just type in whatever exercise you need um, to view into there and it'll come up with probably a thousand videos to, to show you what um, correct form looks like. Um, but you can also just, you know, like I said with the accountability partner, 
team up with someone who kind of knows what they're doing, who has been around the block a couple for a couple of years and actually knows um, how to perform these exercises correctly. But in saying that, it can be a worthwhile investment to have a PT who can look at you and look at your limitations and work within your realms and create a program that's very individualized to you. So the programs that I just created, which are very basic and very simple that I'm sharing with the audience, they're very broad, right? And they're yeah. not taking into account your physical limitations and what you right, can do okay. specifically. So having a P2 who has their eyes on you and can talk to you face-to-face can actually be really, really important. But it's not it's not the end of the world if you can't afford a PT or you yep. don't need a PT. Like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> last one from Chris, uh, also on Instagram, is asking, what's better, machine weights or free weights? So the, the old the old debate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one-on-one at the bike racks after school. Um <laughs> So machine machine weights we referring to like cable machines or these strength machines. Yeah, the um, transformer looking ones. Tra- the yeah. yeah. Um, they do have their place, but I would look at them as like supplements. So they're meant to supplement um, yeah. or add on to the free weights because free weights, they mimic everyday life just that little bit more. Like it's not often that I'm doing things in everyday life that's on this perfect pulley system and it's all on a, this perfect track. I'm like picking up a kid from the side of me and like mm. rotating up that way or I'm holding uneven shopping bags or I'm unloading something from the back of the car like that's what free weights mimic free weights mimic in the gym so barbells yeah. and dumbbells and kettlebells and all that they, they mimic that kind of like i don't know oddness of a yeah. shape and oddness of a weight rather yeah, than having yeah. this perfect pulley system but in saying that a lot of good programs will focus on free weights they'll focus on those compound lifts those fundamental human movements and then they'll supplement with some cable machines i'm um, on the side as well unreal lots to go on with there christian but we can't wrap up today without a little crispy golden nugget <laughs> of wisdom uh, to Chicken leave nugget. me with as I embark on week two. Very pumped, excited. Uh, there's a little weight lifting joke there, pumped. No. <laughs> That's crap. Yeah, That's crap. terrible. Uh, what's, your, what's your gold nugget of wisdom as I head into week two, which is focusing on strength? All right. So I just want to let you know that the first one, two, three, maybe four workouts will act- will seem quite clunky, right? You're going to be going back to your phone. You're going to be typing in the exercises. You might have to remind yourself how to do something. You're going to be like focusing on getting that form right so you can actually feel the muscle and actually make sure you're doing it um, correctly. Yeah. But it will get easier the more you do it. So don't let those kind of first few workouts deter you from continuing because just like anything new, you're going to be an absolute gronk at it at the start and then you're going to get better as time goes on. Rightio. Well, that's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening to the Busy Blokes podcast, your one-stop shop for the best bang for your buck health hacks. Head to our Instagram page at Busy Blokes Podcast for more tips and tricks to help you become healthier and happier. And you can follow me on Instagram at healthcoachchristian. If you have any questions or just want to share your stories, email us at busyblokespodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram. Thanks to Damo for your audio wizardry behind the scenes, mate. Really appreciate it. Tune in next week as we get busy in the kitchen and dial into our nutrition. We'll catch you then. Love you, Dad. Love you, Dad.